Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Music venues were one of the hardest hit businesses over the past 15 months. Even though more people have been allowed to trickle in since the beginning of the year, it's been a tough go. Now it's been two weeks since the doors have been flung open and every seat could officially be filled. So what's it been like? Have people been coming back? And what struggles still lie ahead for those who put on live music and events? Robert Gomez is the owner of Subterranean and Beat Kitchen, and Bruce Finkelman is the managing partner of 16 on Center, the group that runs Thalia Hall, Revival Food Hall, The Empty Bottle, and many others. Robert and Bruce, welcome to Reset. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having So I'll ask each of you this question. How did the last couple of weekends go? How did they look? How did it feel? How about you, Robert? Well, you can't program a music room that quickly. We had a show booked already. Uh, ironically, it was an air guitar competition, the U.S. air guitar competition with uh, ESPN, and we had that program simply because it was going to be filmed. And so it, with very little notice, we went ahead and made it an, an audience participation show. And it was great. We had to hustle to have the room ready for one show, and our next show isn't for another few weeks. What about your experience, Bruce? What were, what were people telling you about their ability to get back out and hang out with friends and, and hear live music? So very early on in this, you know, when we were, we were hearing inklings that we were going to be coming back, we started to plan for these residency programs at the bottle, which were going to be for a very small capacity, but go on for multiple numbers of dates with the ideas that as capacities increase and as more importantly, psychologically, our staff and our customers felt more comfortable being in the space that we could increase capacities and also possibly increase the dates as well. That first date back a couple of weeks ago, there were tears, not only from the staff, but for the customers and wow. from the performer who, you know, was just amazed to be back on stage after, you know, 15 months of, of, of nothing. So it was pretty hard, heartwarming. How did the crowds compare to the pre-pandemic days? Well, we're taking it slow and steady. I mean, we're not either. I mean, we're about a quarter, if that, of our capacity at this moment um, with the idea that we're ramping up to go full capacity toward the end of August. And we're really kind of taking our time. I mean, this has been a really, really, I mean, I don't have to tell anybody, this has really been a, a, a devastating period. So to just kind of hit the gas pedal didn't seem prudent to us. So we're kind of taking our time, making sure psychologically, I mean, look, when you walk into a room that's got that many people in it, even at this small capacity, it kind of blows your mind. It kind of makes you stop and the panic attacks were plenty. But I think yeah. if we go this slow route, um, I think we're going to have a better shot at making people feel comfortable and safe. It's a glimpse of, of normal again. But yeah, you're right. The panic attacks uh, do set in. I, I can certainly imagine that. Robert, besides being able to pay the bills. What did you miss the most, you'd say, about having your venues open? Oh, the energy of it. Even a simple show like this with a, an air guitar competition, right? I mean, the irony, there are no instruments for our very first show. <laughs> uh, but the excitement uh, uh, for people to be in the room and uh, everyone's just like, I can't believe we're back. This is great. And I would have expected 
a lot more uh, anxiety from customers. And, uh, a couple of my staff members did mask up, you know, which is great. And do what you feel necessary to, to, to protect yourself and to feel comfortable. And I did want to comment that we, we are ramping up it towards the end of July. We, we got wind that Lala was still alive and that they were doing after shows in venues like mine and Bruce's. And so we started to gear up our calendar and started to target that late July with some confidence okay. um, a couple of months ago. So that's, that's when, when we'll get back into swing. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about your staff. Robert, what percentage of your pre-pandemic staff have you actually been able to bring back so far? And, and has it been difficult? It is difficult. And it's going to continue to be difficult to find people. Whatever we were used to before with payroll is not going to be normal. And the availability of people who have moved back home have gone to work somewhere else and just sort of gave up on the industry is, is a lot. So uh, we were able to piece this together with a minimum staff. I was, I was literally bartending because we were short of bartender, which is fine. Happy to help, but yeah. we really have to start seeking people and staffing them. And it's and it's difficult because it's staggered now. You know, we don't have. It's not like we are open and we're open every day right now. So it's hard to make a, a genuine offer until you're truly fully on. So, mm-hmm. Bruce, how about your experience? Were you? able to do anything extra for, for anyone uh, during the last 15 months, or have they just been surviving solely on unemployment? Well, we've had a number of people that have worked through the pandemic. I mean, we tried to keep as many people as we could employed during the many stops and starts of this pandemic, right? But, you know, we did have to furlough quite a bit of people, and we're lucky to some extent that we have so many of our staff that want to come back. But as Gomez said, it is extremely difficult to find people. The restaurants are just having such a difficult time trying to staff up, having to limit their services, having to limit their hours of operations. I mean, it's really difficult, and we're seeing it bleed into the, into mm-hmm. the live music field. Well, we know how close we can get with our colleagues, our coworkers, our staff, and those relationships really do become bonds in a lot of sense. So can either of you think of a particular employee, um, you don't have to name them, but someone who's perhaps worked for you for a long time and think back to how this past year plus has been to see them essentially struggle while you were also struggling. It's been painful. And I'm sure Bruce is doing the same. We reach out to those that have been with us for a long time to check in. How are you doing? Are you still on unemployment? Do you need support? and to talk about various forms of, of support. You know, this past show, we people were just anxious to get back, so it, was, it wasn't that hard to come. I knew who was available and who would be hungry to work, from the sound engineer, door guys. The, we had to staff it, and that was just for one day, but uh, but they made themselves available. So it's been it's been quite a roller coaster. Uh, Bruce? No, I would echo exactly what he said. I mean, you know, trying to make sure that our staff felt supported. I mean, these are... These are people that we call family, right? These are people that are with us through thick and thin. And to be in a position where we couldn't be with them through the thick of this pandemic was heartbreaking. And and it really it was many, many, many difficult decisions to try to figure out how we could find a way through this. But to be able to invite those folks back and to have our people back with us and starting to see live music and starting to see food crossing the tables – 
it really it's it's a wonderful thing. Well, Bruce, was there ever a moment where you thought, you know, I I might need to figure out my next move, and it's not going to be what I've been doing? Never. You know, I am blessed to have figured out what I wanted to do with my life from a very young age. My favorite place on earth is sitting on the corner bar at the Empty Bottle where I've sat for the last 30 years and watching people enjoy live music and to hear arts and arts and expression from so many different people and so many walks of life that, you know, I knew that I would come back in one form or another, and I knew that I, it was really important to me to keep these spaces open for the community, for the neighborhood, and for our staff and the folks that attend. Robert, if you can think back to March 2020, I know that sounds like a lifetime away. What were you thinking back then or, or guessing in terms of how long this was going to be? I know I thought ah, two weeks tops. What about you? Right. Well, we, in the spring, we were pushing shows to the summer. And as we rolled into April and May, that was obviously not going to happen. And we rescheduled everything for the fall. And then everybody just started pushing a year out. And I, I had the opposite experience of Bruce. I, I really, I had to look at what I felt I can sell. My, my businesses weren't worth anything at that point. What could I sell the buildings for? How do I get out from under this enormous debt that was that I was carrying? You know, I'm personally carrying them renegotiating with the banks and, you know, I had to find a way. And, but that was definitely uh, a path I had to consider was being forced to get out mm-hmm. so that I don't have to lose my home and, and other assets, you know, so it was, it was a real painful experience. So what do you think will need to happen um, from you, from staff, the bands, the patrons, the city of Chicago for, for you to be able to fully bounce back after being closed for so long? Well, there's there's a um, the federal grants that has been offered is is still out there. We've all applied for it. For those of us that get it, we can get out from under the debt that we've created. We've had to. You know, all anybody who's sustained this long and is opening or trying to open has incurred enormous debt, and that would be an enormous relief to get this grant and get us through. Otherwise, I just have to carry debt and, and get through it, um, and, and hope that there is a government agency and nonprofits that can help us get uh, back to whole. What are the rules uh, right now, Bruce, for folks to get into your venue? Is it proof of vaccination or a COVID test, a negative one? No, no. at this juncture, we opened the mask policy to let folks do what they feel comfortable with. Uh, We do have a sign at the door um, acknowledging the policy and also asking folks that are not vaccinated to continue to social distance and also continue to wear a mask. But at this juncture, with the city not really providing us any details as far as how we're supposed to to police this and leaving it up to the individual venues, Mm -hmm. this is really, you know, our our only course forward. Does it worry you at all, having unvaccinated folks decide for themselves whether they'll... Well, I mean, during during this whole process, there's been nothing but worry to make sure that we're doing the, you know, creating the safest environment possible. But we can only go with what our medical leaders are telling us and what the city officials are telling us is, yeah. is, is safe and, and regulated to be followed. Robert, what about uh, the rules for your venues? How do you get in? Exactly like Bruce's. I, I'm, um, I just didn't want to be put in a position where we are taking on a political fight. We, I want to support 
I'm vaccinated, I, my staff is vaccinated, I want to make sure people are, that we're encouraging people to, to do just that. But I don't want to be put in a situation where I'm now my, my door staff is arguing with people who are choosing not to do that, arguing with people with their own personal decisions for their own health or political positions or anything like that. Let's just encourage people. I'm even willing to do a, a discount if you can prove you're vaccinated. Something like that just to oh. encourage people to do it but not force it. An incentive. An incentive. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Now, each of you, I want you to give me a show or an event or two that you've sort of put on the calendar that our listeners should know about. Now, I'd love to go first on that. I, you know, when we saw the way this coming change with because of Lollapalooza, we were looking at that. We kept Wicker Park Fest alive, which is the weekend before, and that's been a huge undertaking because we have we had no idea what to expect. We didn't expect the the rules to be uh, reduced so much by by mid June. So we've planned it. It's reduced. Uh, the budget for the music is a third. The size is less than half. So we, we took a, a very conservative approach to it. But um, but it's alive July 23rd through the 25th. Yeah. What about you, Bruce? There is this local group named FACS, F-A-C-S, and uh, it's this gentleman, Brian Case, and his band. Um, they're one of my favorites. They're doing a residency at the Empty Bottle. And I'm really looking forward to that. They're one of my favorite bands. They actually did a small, we did this hall together program at Value Hall where you and your friends could pot up and, and, you know, have a night out with 20 of your friends. And they played one of the first ones. It was my first chance to see live music grace the stage there in so many months. But I'm really looking forward to experiencing that and seeing them play live and just enjoy some live music. Nice. That is Bruce Finkelman. He's the managing partner of 16 on Center. Also with us, Robert Gomez, who's owner of Subterranean and Beat Kitchen. Bruce and Robert, we wish you many, many nights of filled venues and happy music fans. And that's today's Reset. For more great conversations around the stories that matter to you most, make sure you're subscribed. And take a quick second to give us a rating and review. It really helps other people find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.